and the second chance for him of a four-point play. Crawford got fouled, and he's got a chance for a four-point play. As Thompson hits it, and a foul! Chance for a four-point play! Harden, step back, gets fouled, and one! Chance for a four-point play as Harden knocks down his first all right, everyone, welcome back to Ep 2 of the Four Point Play. You are joined with the four pod members. Um, myself, Jordan, uh, got Barbus, Stav, and Paps. We're back from a two-week break. Uh, all of us were a little bit busy, but in that two weeks, we had a lot of NBA happen, a lot of content to discuss, so we're eager to get started. Um, as per usual, boys, how's everyone been? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Good, good. good that the, good. Uh, the basketball's back. We've seen um, plenty of games the last uh, two weeks. This is the first pod since we've uh, done so, our over-unders. So. There's so much happening. Like, yeah. Every day there's like, oh, oh my God, there's literally too much to keep up with. You I don't mean? work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work anymore. All I do is I've got the back office, i got my phone on, mm. I watch the games, answer phones, watch the games, mm. serve, go back. Yeah, I can definitely say with all the NBA that's happened, all the stories that have come out over the last two weeks... It's probably the best decision I made is buying that league pass. So as we started off first segment of the last pod, um, we are going to discuss our fantasy basketball. We are now two game weeks in. Um, as the standings sit, on top of the East, we have the Macedonian Marbles, one and one. Sterling Ducks, one and one. Harden Up, one and one. Touch My Legs Daddy, one and one. <laughs> and Hard Knocks Life, yours truly, 0 oh and 2. Not good. If we look into the West... We have Dizzy Gillespie, Jordan Barbs' team, 2-0. Team Bizarro, 1-0. Team Veneris, 1-0. And Sexy Boys FC, Mason's team, 0-2. Um, so, I guess, to start off with, Jordan's team. You want to tell us about your team? Uh, oh, man, I'd like to say I got lucky, but I think there was a lot of calculated decisions in there. Oh, this is doing... Talk I feel me. like there was. Um, there's a lot of like players that play key roles on my team. I believe all you need to mention is Andre Drummond, Giannis well, Antetokounmpo. Yeah, yeah, you can you can drop those two names, but you know, for example, this week I've brought Gordon Haywood into the team, who's actually doing quite well um, as uh, Boston six man. Um, Kevin Love's been really really good for Cleveland. Um, I actually dropped Jordan Clarkson this week um, and brought in Devonte Graham. Um, Bradley Beal obviously is starting to come good, so yeah, I think I've done all right, uh, and also done a sneaky pickup in Victor Oladipo because I've got no injuries at the moment, and I'm uh, hoping to sit on him for a while while I uh, just go undefeated. I guess. Yeah, he's definitely has the team to beat. Um, I'm just looking down his list, and a lot of the players are averaging above 30. If you have that many players averaging above 30 in a team, you're gonna be hard to beat every week. Starve, I know you've only had the one game, but who's been most impressive in your side? To be fair, I'm really underwhelmed with my team. It's not great. It doesn't look good, but I'm, I'm still getting W's, which is a good sign. I still, a good got, sign. still got PG on the bench, so good signs that he potentially may return in the next couple of weeks. So that could hopefully inject some bit of, bit of points into the system. I'm really unimpressed with, with Jokic's starts of the year. For you, Sterling Ducks, Pavlia, looking up and down your team. It's a nice team. If I was to say one of the players that stands out to me, it's Luka Doncic, am I right? He ended up being my number two pick, but he's... Now my number one. Looks um, like he's what, averaging, what, 47.2? He 47.2 in his position rankings, number two. So I'm assuming that's his second best point guard in the league. Yep. I did recently land a blockbuster trade 
with uh, the, the Sexy Boys. I'm playing the Sexy Boys at the moment. May have to veto that trade. Uh, there will be no vetoing. <laughs> uh, but uh, that trade, uh, I was I sent uh, Russell Westbrook all the way uh, to the Sexy Boys uh, FC. Uh, and then I picked up uh, D'Angelo Russell and Jimmy Butler in that trade. I just wanted to ask a quick question. I know that going into uh, game week one, you were most looking forward to having Zach Levine in your team. Has he lived up to your expectations so far? Yeah. He has. I mean, like he, he wasn't going to light the world on fire and get fifty points, in, like fifty fantasy points in a game. But he mm. still gets what's his average? Uh, I've got it here. His average is twenty nine. So that's still good. that's still not yeah, bad. Um, probably the one guy that I'm kind of disappointed with at the moment is I hate to say it, the Laurie Markkinen. <laughs> he had like his first two games were ridiculous, and now he's just had a really bad patch. You know what I really but, noticed today with that? Sorry to interrupt okay, you, yeah. but it's on Laurie. Um, LeBron had a play today where he like came up against Laurie. Mm. I think he obviously Laurie played on him a fair bit today, mm. but there was one where like you saw just saw LeBron look at him and he just like disrespected Laurie. Yeah. You know, just did a little step back on him, but it just like I feel like he's Laurie, got no he's, D. He's got no D. I so. find him irrelevant, dude. I'm at the moment, at the moment, the one guy that I actually am kind of happy with at the moment is uh, Gallinari. Yeah, I think he's he was a good pick up for me as well. So. Fingers crossed Russell can get up and get fit and he can start leading the Warriors uh, to a unlikely eighth seed. One more thing with your team, Pabs. Mm. I find it very attractive. There's a lot of players I like there. And, and the I way the, a, the actual players, how they look. There's a lot of uh, players there that I'd like to have on my team. So uh, Yeah, we can talk next week. We'll chat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jordan, your team. Yeah, I haven't got off to the best start. Um, lost first two games. I think I would have had the second game, but start of game week two, um, team was locked. My number one pick, Stephen Curry, broke his hand and will be out for three to four months. So I had three blank games with Steph Curry. And then on the exact same day, Miles Turner did a serious ankle injury and he looks like he's going to be out to six to eight weeks. So I was also losing three games for him. And I ended up losing that game week by about 90 points. Uh, convinced I would have the W, but that's uh, that's basketball. Just a quick update on my team. Um, I was happy with how I drafted, but guess because I hadn't played fantasy in a while. Didn't realise I actually drafted three from the Magic at the time. And you cannot just... My word of advice about having too many players in one team kills you. I'm going to be looking to make a few trades in what the coming weeks. What are you trying weeks. to say? Like, they all can't go off at the same, yeah, nah, the same day? Yeah, no. They or, can't. Mm. Especially even with the way Magic are playing at the moment. Because um, they pinch points off each other type thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll be looking to make a few trades. Big, big disappointment for me was Mike Conley so far. Picked him up early. He's averaging 14. So that's the fantasy for this week. we got a lot more games coming up. And hopefully by the time we have this next spot, I'll notch up my first W as I'm the only one here without a W. Before we stop the fantasy talk, how are we going for this week? Have we started off well? I've got a buy, but I've also got the top score. I'm getting beaten already quite well by the Macedonian Marvel. So I'm currently sitting at 104. He's on 224. Uh, the Sexy Boys FC, even though you could say he lost out in the trade, are beating the Sterling Ducks 153 to 136. Yeah, he got a fair trade. Harden up and touch my legs, daddy. Uh, two good battles. Um, and it's 215 to 222 in favour of touch my legs, daddy. And then we've got Team Veneris versus Team Bizarre. So after that round, there will be one less undefeated team. Well, I did I did start. I did notice yesterday I was behind. And today I've come back in. Uh, so two, 251 to 228 after Brandon Ingram had a. Breakout game yesterday. Mm. The boys are rallying, eh? So that's, um, I guess, the first part of the pod. As I said, as per every pod, we'll start off with our fantasy update. I hope you enjoy hearing about it and uh, seeing how we go as the season goes on. We're going to move into our next section right now. And this section, not really um, a segment itself, but it's more just about the big things that have happened 
over the last two weeks. Um, so obviously we had the Steph Curry broken hand. We had a couple of PEDs, which we haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. So performance enhancing drug situations. Oh, yeah. So we had John Collins from the Atlanta Hawks, copper 25 game ban. DeAndre Ayton, copper 25 so game ban. I, I read a little bit that Collins when it was about a human growth hormone or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they've all come out and saying it that it's in something else that they're taking, but um, they reckon that's all the cover up. Yeah, it'd be like a, a direct story, but you take the direct to hide. The Sounds like the old Bieber tranquilizer story in Dodgeball. That's, that's what it's <laughs> So, it's just strange that well, Collins is young as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's only so, twenty-two, I think. I was listening to a podcast and they made a good point. Like, you see these blokes who are six foot nine running up and down the court, doing sprints all night, doing night. sprints all night every night, and yet every game they're getting bigger on the court. Unless, unless you're in the LeBron James situation where you actually see him do those midnight workouts and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, it's hard to believe that you know these stories haven't come out sooner than later. Or could we just be in the midst of physical specimens? Or you look at Giannis Antetokounmpo, he'll be the next one to get done, you reckon? <laughs> Imagine that'd be that. heartbreaking. That'd be a big story. <laughs> so I guess there wasn't um, too much in terms of big stories. I know there was the Trey Young injury, but he returned, thankfully enough. John Jam- Morant nearly did his knee. Um, and I'm really curious as to like what Westbrook and Ja spoke about. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about, yeah. Does he mention something about like going for dunks like that? Yeah, they're, they're the big stories that we're going to just have to wait and see how they play out as the season go on. All right, so we're going to move on to the overreaction segment. So we're only seven games in for most teams. I know the Knicks are one and six. And um, we're going to be all giving you a couple of overreactions so far. So by that I mean, you know, at the moment, these guys or these teams are playing really good or something's happened and we're overreacting to it. But we think that it's not going to last the entire season. So... Who would like to start? I'll start. All right, so we're all going to give you one overreaction each. I'm going to go around the... twice. So I think my first uh, overreaction is the Knicks fans stressing about um, RJ Barrett's minutes. I think he played 42 today, but um, I don't think that's anything to worry about. He's young. He's establishing himself in the league. He'll find his feet. He can play plenty of minutes. I, think, I, I don't think, think that's a problem. For me, like, I, don't, I, I dislike the Knicks, but I think that like if he's playing 42 minutes and he's playing that every second night... Don't colleagues only play like once a week, don't they? Or they so it's a bit different. And they, if he's smashing out forty two minutes but at it's the not, start it's of the season, like he's overweight. Like he looks like a decent oh, size. Yeah, like he, yeah. He suits him. He's not like underbodied. So I think the issue, speaking on behalf of the Knicks fans and Twitter, um, I think the issue is that, for example, two days ago when we played Sacramento, we were down at one point thirty three points, mm. and even up until the last minute of the game. Um, RJ was out there we're still down 20 something points and mm. RJ's out there I think that's where the Knicks fans are coming from like in those situations we get it he wants to get as much game time as possible but you're just risking an injury you're you're working the kid for no reason in those situations if it's if it's you know every game to be honest every game he's been really good to the point where when he comes on he changes the game so he, he's our he's our spark he's our source of uh, offense mm-hmm. so I've got no issue with him playing the 38 minutes 40 minutes if it's a good game it's a close game but the last one where David Fisdale came out and said everyone should be quiet about the minutes because he's a young kid and RJ came out and said I'm going to be fine I'm a young kid yeah. it was based on that Sacramento game but yeah. that's I, I do agree I think there is a bit of an overreaction with that yeah. mm. so stub on to you uh, just the hype around Dwight Howard he's back you know look we've got to see it for an extended duration rather than what three games or whatever it was and it's not like he's lighting the world on fire with like 20 boards and 20 points type of thing it's like what 10 and 10 not even that 10 and 5 
So it's just like a slow increment. So I think everyone just needs to kind of chill out with the Dwight Howard. But have you seen the size of the guy these days? He's, he's a stick. Yeah, he's a stick. But it's, I guess he's it's... He's had to change his game a lot. Sorry to interrupt you. That's all right. No, I, just, I guess there's a lot of hype around him just because um, they think he's going to be... You know that player off the bench that can give him that defense. Question is, is he's yeah. not going to be able to maintain that throughout and the it, rest it, of the year. He needs to be a sixty-game kind of player, not uh, three or four games. Thirty-three years old into his fifteenth uh, season or something. You know. But then also he like, didn't play for a few years and whatever else was happening mm. in his life. I can't stuff. see him giving you fifteen points, but I can yeah. see him getting like a bunch of like offensive rebounds. So um, what is defensive? Like because he's been really good on like the switch and the pick and roll for the, the, yeah, the Lakers and then yeah. blocks and things like that. So yeah, what he's yeah. currently averaging. I don't actually have the blocks up here, but just from this quick stats that I pulled up, um, played seven games here, averaging 21 minutes, which is good minutes off from him off the bench, giving you 6.7 points, uh, 7.9 rebounds, 1.1 assists, and he's shooting at about around 79% field goal percentage. And I, I know the main thing about him is his blocks. Yeah. I believe I, I did see something, him and Anthony Davis averaging the same amount of blocks, the top two in the NBA. That little um, combination they've got there has been really good. I was just watching the highlights from the game today against Chicago and Davis just was, has been working his, his backside off getting back and making those mm. blocks where you wouldn't see him make those plays. In Even LeBron. Yeah. Even LeBron now as well. He's he's picked up his like his effort defensively well, as well. They're the best defensive team in the league at the yeah. moment. Well, look, you've got... Yeah, I think, I, and you, yeah. I've seen some highlights of actually LeBron. LeBron actually looks like being he's guarding engaged. people and doing those defensive stops and being yeah. kind of all over the place, mm. like a rover type of player. Sorry, just got the, before we move on, I just got his actual full stats up. So yeah, so 2.1 blocks a game, 0.7 steals, 0.9 turnovers. He could probably get down his personal fouls. He's averaging four a game. So, Ads, your first overreaction. My first overreaction is going to be Luka Doncic. He's in, it, he's in MVP form. I think he can maintain it for probably, how many, how long is the season? What's? 82, 82 games. games? Yeah, 82 games what, in months. What? Oh, so we, we run into about March for playoff starts. Yeah, so I reckon he can probably do that for from now to about maybe four months. Yep. He can keep up that caliber. He's not going to triple-double every night, but uh, I think he's in that... I think he's in a real position where he can actually do some damage to some big teams, not mm-hmm. just from last year where he was a rookie and he was going off adrenaline. Now he's actually settled into the league now. He was in the EuroLeague for... Since he was like 16 mm. or something like that, something ridiculous. So he was already playing against big boys yeah. when he was younger. He's now playing in best league in the world. Got rookie of the year, rookie of the year last year. You know, he's in his, was it, is it sophomore year? That's mm-hmm. his second sophomore year. year yep. So now, like, he's settled in. He's got Porzingis with him. It'll take Porzingis maybe a oh, good see. half a season maybe to get back into it because he didn't play for how long at yeah. New York? Yeah, two years, probably like, two yeah. years. He didn't play for ages so it'll take him a little bit to get back into it but when he's with a superstar, when mm. Luke is with a superstar, anything can really happen. So um, guess what the overreaction so far is and how hyped everyone is over Luke Doncic. It's deservedly because he's averaging 26.7 points a game um, and he's almost averaging a triple-double and the thing that's most impressed me has been his... Um, He's passing so far this year, um, 9.5 assists and 10.3 rebounds. So yeah, it uh, looks like it's going to be a big year for Luka Doncic, uh, possible MVP candidate. My first overreaction, which everyone is on board with at the moment, is wow, the Suns are actually good. A lot of people sort of wrote them off after the Rubio trade and what they did in the draft. Um, I don't think they're going to be as good as what everyone's making out them to be right now, because there's no reaction. Um, but I definitely think they're going to beat that line that was set out for them of 33.5 games. 
when you got D book going nuts in forty, yeah. Um, but just the how how hyped everyone's getting over mm. Phoenix at the moment, yeah. I think that's a massive. Still, reaction. You're only seven games in. Did did beat Philadelphia 76ers though. Well, they're, they're a team and that go. With, uh, Kawhi, the best player in the league. They're, they're a team that can go <laughs> lose the next seven games. Though. That's the thing. Like you don't really know how consistent mm. they're going to be. I don't think they they probably will get the eighth seed. I reckon. I you've got you've got Devin Booker shooting fifty three percent field goal percentage, and then his three point percentage is fifty percent. He makes half his shots at the moment. So that's ridiculous, man. Um, but that mumba mentality. So that's my first. So that's my first reaction. I think the Suns will be good, but I don't think they're going to be as good as what everyone's hyped them up to be so far. Does uh, Booker remind you of Kobe? You know, honestly, like because I'm actually listening to another podcast, not a rival podcast, because he's like really famous. It's with Kobe, mm. um, and just talking about his like mentality and oh, stuff. Kobe's no, no, no. Kobe's, Kobe's being podcast. interviewed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And talking about like his mentality himself and how he can he says he can see it in other players in the league mm. and stuff. Hasn't said it about Devin Booker, but I know that there's been comparisons mm. between Kobe and Devin Booker in the way that like Devin Booker's got that mentality. What I think with Devin is I think that he is going to be really good for Phoenix, but then I reckon he'll make a jump to another team. Can you um, pull up Aaron Baines' stats as well because everyone's going nuts about him? Have you, uh, no, honestly, Aaron Baines has been outstanding. What uh, Caruso? We're He's... not going to talk about Caruso. So over the seven games, Aaron Baines has been averaging 15 points, uh, one block, 3.6 assists, 5.9 rebounds, shooting almost 50% from three, um, shooting 59% from the field, and they're all jumpers, and he's shooting 76% from free throw. Uh, and, and he's running that D without mm. John Ray so in there. So I think the hype around him is good. Sorry, I was listening to something else today, but they genuinely reckon he's a better suit for the team than uh, DeAndre Ayton. I, um, I, don't, I don't want to agree with that, but I think Aaron Baines has a lot of international experience and playing on like that big stage where he's had to be the leader and he's had to be that, that centrepiece in, in terms of defence. I think that's really helped so sort of young Phoenix team. Good, good move, Aaron Baines. Jump. I guess. Yeah, I think if he, I don't, I think he only signed a couple of years, five yeah, million yeah, or something. One or two years. But I think after this stint in Phoenix, if he keeps this up, yeah, we earning himself a big fat paycheck. Mm. Um, Jordan, you got another overreaction? Yes, I'll go on to my next one. Um, I think uh, it hurts me to say it because I love LeBron, but I feel like the Lakers this early getting so amped. Well, obviously they're they're going to be contenders because when you got LeBron and AD in the same team, they're title contenders. But apart from. Uh, well, obviously they lost to the Clippers, which is red flag number one. They beat Dallas and they beat the Spurs, which are probably the only other two group, decent teams, I'd say, out of everyone they've beaten. Um, I think the other games are all winnable, even though they're on the road. Um, now they'll have a good period at home, I believe, for a couple of games. So, yeah, I'm going to say the Lakers is a bit of a, just a slight overreaction. Hurts me to say it. Um, and there's, like, plenty of good signs, so... Um, like it's it it can it's definitely looking up. You know you've got Kuzma coming back and things like that, but um, I think it's still too early to say with like that championship team. With that overreaction, do you think Kuzma needs to step up? Yeah, well because... I think today in the third and in the fourth he did really well. Mm. Um, they I know they left the bench unit out against the Bulls today, and and they basically clawed their way back yeah, into the game. Yeah, I, I was I was it was the end of the third quarter and. The Lakers were paying four dollars, mm. and I was I was considering putting money on, <laughs> which right? we don't condone, which we don't condone. But <laughs> yeah, I was considering putting money on it, right? But then, like I checked maybe three minutes later, or no, two minutes later, and I looked at the starters or who was on the on the floor, mm. 
not one of the starting five of the Lakers was on the floor. Mm-hmm. And they clawed their way back in getting to the lead against Chicago, which is... Yeah. I actually... I know we don't, uh, we, we don't uh, oblige or approve of anyone to uh, go and bet, but I had a $5 multi on the game. The only leg I needed was uh, Laurie Markkinen to get me five rebounds. <laughs> what did he get? Four? He had three. He was on mm. two in the first quarter. Mm. Back to his, to his question, sorry, before you, you push on. Um, Kuzma will, be, will play a massive role for the Because the, there's going to be a time where they will have to rest Davis and LeBron at the same time. Correct. And someone needs to run that team when, yep. he's, when they're not on the field. So I think, well, on the court, but I, Kuzma needs to step up, I think. I really hope uh, Rondo coming back doesn't Go and um, mess them up nah. as well. Nah, I, I don't know, man. I've nah, heard I bad worry. things about that guy. Nah. The reason why Rondo's had such a bad rap is because he's, he's gone to teams where he's kind of been the lead guy mm-hmm. and there hasn't been anyone that's kind of... You know, he hasn't been played with a LeBron James. You know, I feel like you've got LeBron there. LeBron will set the ship. It won't be that bad. Mm. So um, LeBron definitely like pulls the best out of people. Yeah. Back to your point, yeah. I just wanted to say the, the Lakers run. They uh, played the Clippers. They lost. And they played Utah, they won. Utah's uh, a good team. Played Charlotte, they won. Played Memphis, they won. Played Dallas, they won. Played San Antonio, they won. Played Chicago, they won. So, so it actually hasn't been, has has been that bad of a run. So if you, IMO, if you, they've played three of the worst teams and three pretty good teams. Excuse me? I'd say Utah, Dallas, San Antonio and Clippers. They're all probably in the playoff Wests. I hope San Antonio aren't for the uh, sake of the lines that we picked. Um, but I say that, yeah. It, I understand your reaction, but the, they're... Their schedule so far hasn't been too bad. Mm. Uh, Stav, your overreaction? I've got a bit of an interesting one for you. Cat's uh, mum, overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> Slight overreaction That's there by her, her, yeah, his mum. So, you know, just hell funny. Let, let the kids go. Just uh, let them play. On that point, I think it's quite funny. We forgot to mention um, about uh, how the, it was a big fight where Carthony Towns and Joel Embiid got two games suspension. I wasn't going to get out of the saying that whole fight was an overreaction, but then I remembered his mum's reaction. I'm like, that's way funnier, so I went with that one. But yeah, it's just, mm. just, just blew up out of nowhere. And I think, because in B, he's just constantly like at people. Yeah, with man. like that Twitter beef. Yeah, not, and even on the court, you can see him like going at people and saying like, I'm renting space in your head. And like, it takes its toll like after a certain amount of time. And then especially with, with Cat having so much hype around him and Embiid as well, and then Embiid just starting to bully him around a little bit, Cat needs to kind of fight back. So he, this was his post. Uh, Great team win. I was raised around Lions, and a cat pulled on me tonight. Uh, ben Simmons chokehold was yeah. not a chokehold, man. Come on, did you uh, see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. But like you know, that everyone's like, how'd Ben not get uh, weak or like a suspension yeah. for it as well? No. No, that's a, that's a, that's a stage one. <laughs> and uh, your last overreaction, perhaps? Uh, my last overreaction is going to be uh, the Anthony Davis. I am a free agent next year, so who knows? So, obviously, uh, the Lakers are in town against Chicago. Uh, Davis is from Chicago. Uh, he, I think he went and he did a couple of like, interviews with a couple of people and um, they asked him some questions. And I think he may have been with his manager or his agent, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone asked him a question and then he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a free agent next year, so you never know kind of thing. And I think it was in regards to playing for Chicago next year or coming back because you're a free agent. And then obviously people were like going, oh, my God, you know, kind of thing like that. And then his agent straight away just goes, next question, please, next question. So... As a Bulls fan, I'm optimistic. I'm going to pencil us in for the and East next year. Is that, is that um, <laughs> Rich Paul sitting next to him? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't it know. Is, yeah. It is. So Lakers' Anthony Davis was asked at a Nike event with local kids if he'd ever sign with the hometown Chicago Bulls. 
his response, I am a free agent next year. So leaving it all open. Dangling the carrot. Le- leaving it all open for assumptions. Apparently, um, apparently Otto Porter Jr. needs to like take a massive pay cut because he's got a player option of like 25 next year mm. or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. People are saying like get AD to call Otto Porter or Otto Porter to call AD and just say don't take a pay cut. <laughs> we need you back in Chicago. So look man, fingers crossed. So you never know. Never <laughs> going to happen. Oh, please. Never. <laughs> maybe when he's like 35 or yeah, more. Maybe shot. after this next contract he gets with the Lakers and... Who knows? Uh, and yeah. my, my last overreaction is Trey Young is going to be an all-star and he is going to be the starting point guard in the all-star East team. You reckon that's an overreaction? Yeah. I um, I, uh, I think that's where it's everyone's sort of assuming at this current point in time. I think Trey Young's going to be an all-star. I don't, I don't know. It's hard for him to maintain it. You know, he just went down with the ankle injury. But I think the assumption of everyone already is Trey Young's going to be an all-star. Think about it. Who are the how many point guards how the many point guards in front of him are what, better? Kyrie Irving, Campbell Walker, mm. um, Carl Larry. Yeah, but got, is it even East versus got, West this year? No, you, got, you just get picked. Oh, in, so in, it doesn't even matter. Uh, we get selected for the East end, but if you go to Philadelphia, you get Ben Simmons. So better than Ben Simmons. There's a lot of point guards there. Yeah. My, my point is, I think he's going to be an all star, but I think the assumptions are already been made by everyone. Mm. Trey Young is going to be an all star and he's going to maintain this until February at least. So that's my last overreaction. Cool. Player comparison Isaiah Thomas with uh, Trey Young. I just think two small players that like have. Oh, I remember I'd say Trey Young Isaiah and... Thomas at the Celtics when he had that season where he was just balling, man. He was mm. killing it. That's what I see in uh, Trey Young right now. Yeah, but also Isaiah Thomas was All like, right. he was kind of near the end of his career. Not near the end of his career, but in the midst like of... 30 Yeah, but Trey Young's done his second year this year, so... Yeah, no, I think uh, Trey Young's going to be a much, much better, better player than yeah. Isaiah Thomas ever will be or ever was. Um, so that wraps up the first part of our podcast. We are going to be going to a break, uh, thanking our sponsors when we get back. And after that, we'll be giving our last podcast run by Pavlir himself, and it'll be the Young Pup segment. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now We got a real jam going down Welcome to the Space Jam Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam Alright Alright, we're back. As is customary, we're going to say a quick shout out to all our very few sponsors so far. Once again, I'm going to just give a shout out to ICANN.WA for your sustainable goods, for your reusable products, for your keep cups or your water bottles. Hit them up at ICANN.WA-shop or find us on the ICANN.WA Instagram page. Do your bit to save the planet. Nice. Following on from that, another... uh Recycled product, insulation extract, where we uh, remove existing insulation and install new. Uh, we use a product called Canal Earthful Bats, um, which is a recycled glass product. So, yeah, get in touch with myself, yours truly, Jordan Barbas. Beautiful. Um, and like I said last pod, if you do want to get on board with us, just hit us up. Uh, we've made a Twitter. Um, the Twitter is at 4 point play. Um, just tweet to us or get in contact with us, either on that or our Instagram page, which will be 4 point play as well. And we'll be more than happy to have you sponsor this bloody good pod. All right, we're going to move into the Young Pup segment run by the Young Pup himself, Adam Papalia. Adam Papalia. Papalia, uh, I like that. Uh, what do you got for us? 
All right, well, this is a segment that I think I'm going to bring up once every, maybe once a month, maybe every couple of months, just check in, see how the kids are going uh, in the NBA, see how they've settled in. Um, so I've got all the averages here for your rebounds and your scoring and all that kind of stuff that we, we all like to dive into and talk about. Um, just clarifying, or just going over again, Zion went one, Jar went two, was Jar went two, correct? Or was that? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And then RJ went three. So they're your, they're your top three. Um, and we just want to see how those guys have settled into the league and um, and just how they're going, in honesty. So obviously we know Zion's out for the first, was it eight to ten weeks? Yep. Um, so he's obviously uh, hasn't done anything. But we're going to move down to like Jar Moran and then RJ Barrett. Um, I think Jar Moran has really... Coming to his own, I reckon, in this at the start of the season. It's only been eight games, uh, but I think he's really come in to the league and he's started to take the team by the scruff of the neck, you know, honestly. I, well, I feel anyway. Um, how do you guys feel about Jar Moran and how he's gone so far? I feel like, um, I guess the best compliment you can give a young player is that he doesn't look out of place. Mm. So I think um, he's, he's been put into a good team, um, a team where they need a guy like him. They don't really have many ball or I guess playmakers or guys that like the ball in hand. Um, think that young core that he has around him with Triple J, um, they got the Brooks, um, they've got a few other good players in that team. And they've also got a couple of experienced heads like Jonas Valanciunas and those sort of guys. Mm-hmm. So I think he's got a good balance where he can still learn every game by having the ball in his hand and being able to play, um, but then also get the advice and I guess learn off the those experienced players I just mentioned. So I think, yeah, of course. I think he hasn't looked out of place. Um, and he's been exciting so far. He's um he's averaging nineteen points a game. He's averaging five and a half five and a half assists per game. Uh, with his rebounds, he's just down here. So he's three point seven. Three point seven. Um, so he's consistent in how he's going about his game. Um, I just want to talk about so RJ before, Barrett before we go yeah? on Jar. Um, I find that he is uh, Memphis at the moment. Apart, yeah. apart from him, I, I probably wouldn't watch him play. Yeah, but also I also about Jar, I think, I think he's also, he's not scared. Mm. He's taking it by the scruff of the neck. and he's. Mm-hmm. I think it was mentioned earlier in the pod by mm. Jordan about uh, Russell Westbrook and how that, there was a video. If you don't seen of him having a chat with Russell Westbrook after he took a nasty fall, which um, fortunately, no injury because most athletes would have got injured for something like that. But mm-hmm. I guess just making that, you look at the two of them and making that comparison there with Russell always, Westbrook, yeah. how, how he attacks the ring. Yeah. Um, and how he, um, I guess, the way he plays basketball. Yeah. Um, so if you were to, I guess, if you was to end up like Russell Westbrook, I think that's a very successful NBA Yeah, career. of course. And I also wanted to talk about RJ Barrett, who I feel like is in a very similar situation to John Morant. Not, I think, maybe RJ's in probably maybe a better, he's got kind of better players around him, I think, but they're kind of in the same position where they're expected to succeed. Yeah, but they need to succeed and they need to rise to the occasion. I think RJ Barrett's doing that. I reckon... Um, those two are probably in the front right running runners to be um, in the rookie of the year. RJ Barrett's averaging 18.3 a game in points, 6.1 uh, rebounds per game. He's 3.3 assists, so he can dish the ball as well. Um, yeah, if you're just looking across the board, if you look at every single percentage except free throw, which he's, hasn't been the best, got, uh, the mm-hmm. best at, um, he, he's there. I don't think, oh, there we go, steals per game. What's he, is he in there? Yeah, so he's getting 1.43 steals per game. So he's, he's had an all-rounded game so far. Yeah. Um, and he's definitely getting a lot 
of time out there. So what was his minutes? Do we have the minutes there? Minutes. I believe his minutes. Yeah. So he's he's actually averaging thirty seven point one minutes a game, which is that's a lot for a which is kid. four minutes more than uh, the next rookie. And if yep. we were to go down and look at Jamran, he's actually averaging almost ten minutes more than Jamran in a game, and ten minutes is a is a quarter mm. of basketball. It's a lot. So it's a lot. and overseas, it's very long. Yeah, yeah. of course. I um, guess what's impressed me being a Knicks fan with RJ Barrett is just being his um his basketball IQ. Yeah, how hard he works out there. Um, his his playmaking has been good, but my doubts over him coming into it was his shooting. Mm. Um, but he's stuck to what he's good at. Getting to the rack, he's been strong. He's been finishing everything. His free throw percentage has been terrible. I think it's been like around 45% or something. But everything else has been perfect. Um, and even his three-point shot, I don't know if he's three. Oh, he is on here. So he's shooting uh, 35.7% from three, which I'm yeah. pretty content with from a guy that I thought didn't really shoot the three ball too well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, Stav, you have any thoughts on RJ? Honestly, I haven't caught too many of the games, so I don't really know. Yep. Little bits and pieces and... Yeah, there's, some, there's some good signs there, promising signs. It's a, yeah. it, it is a, before you go on, oh, Bob, you got anything on RJ? I, I, I was always a bigger fan of RJ than I was of any or anyone else in the draft. Yeah, you were. same as me. Yeah. Do, do remember, there are only seven games into their NBA career. Yeah, but this That's is also... That's what people have to, have to do, do you know what I mean? Like, but this is going to be good now to also see if they can, they've set themselves a level, mm-hmm. if they can either exceed it or do they go below it because we know what they can do. Yeah. And this is how we can see how players can grow. Because Luca, I remember Luca last year, he started off really well. Yep. Like, like numbers are better than Jordan well. Mm. Yep. Uh, and then he kind of near the end died off at the end of the year, which, which is expected for the rookies. They just kind of die off at the end of the year. Yeah. So I want to see when these players, if they can peak, when they do peak, um, if they can maintain that. Mm. But also, I just wanted to also bring up, is there anybody that we're disappointed with? In the rookies, um, like maybe like a Cam Reddish. I've watched a, I've watched a lot of Atlanta, um, and Cam Reddish hasn't been great to be honest with you. Yeah, um, how do you inject him into the lineup? They've got a good team. Well, at the moment he can get injected because mm. he's coming off the bench. He's probably seventh person off the bench, so like second person off the bench, seventh seventh player. Yeah. Um, and I guess with this suspension, even though he doesn't play John Collins' position, mm-hmm. um, I think um, yeah, he's been a little bit of a disappointment. But I'm just looking at this draft class. Um, it's very strong. So you got Zion, Zion one, Jar two. So Zion, you can't make comment on. Jar, you can. He's been good, as you said. RJ, been good. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Hunt has been very good for the Hawks. I uh, don't know where his stats are here, but he's been. Yeah, there you go. He's averaging eight point four. But if you look across the board, he's been good. Uh, your guy, Kobe White. You've been satisfied with him, Ads? Uh, I have been. I think uh, it comes with. Being a rookie comes with a little bit of inconsistency. Like he, mm. like last week, he's in my team, and last week he, you know, I to get over, he struggled to get over nine points a game. Mm. Um, but then he today he blew up and got maybe that was I think it was eighteen plus points today. So I think it, he might it, have had that at half time. Well, point. that's what I'm saying. Like he was so, like it's one of those things. It's just they it, everyone's got their own learning curve. Um, um, so I'm, I'm, I am happy with him. So I will say something about Zion though. Is it kind of a bit of a, it might be a bit early, but worrying signs in terms of if he does keep getting injured. Mm. You just hope that, you hope that with today's medicine and and science that goes into it all, that they, you know, either get him to his ideal playing weight and he stays mm, injury free or he doesn't do some of the things that he usually would do. Yeah. 
Well, I, um, I see a Ben Simmons situation here or a, a Michael Fultz type of thing where they've iced him for the year. Yeah. Miss his first year. Not a bad shout. So. Slowly, mm-hmm. like, next year inject him into the into the game and yeah. see how he goes, I guess, because, look, you, you've, you've heard the signs before he even started. Like, mm-hmm. he's got his knee... His foot, when that he, type of thing. When he blew that shoe, of, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was the one that, that was. It, is it the same knee? Not too I think sure. So. Not I too think sure. It's the same, it's the same yeah. knee. So he was fine I, before then, and then yeah. he blew his. He blew. But then the he's shoe. also. I think he's too heavy, man. He's I like that hot take by you, stuff. I like the hot take. I think. Stubbs I think Stubbs hot takes could be a Stubbs hot take. They put him on ice for a year. Ah, I like it. Yeah. I, I think it's a good, good. I haven't even thought about that. It's a good. It's good hot take. If you look at it like Ben Simmons, or they may even play him say that ten to 15, 20 games. And no, no, I, no, no minutes. I've only heard it a minute ago, but I'm already sold on it. <laughs> yeah, do it. I think <laughs> it's good. I think, I think it's in the best interest of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so just before we and our bet before you move on, to, <laughs> before you move on to the uh, your next part of the segment, just looking down two players I want to mention. Um, I know Jordan just pointed at him, Tyler Harrow. Mm-hmm. He's been quite good. He's been a yeah. sort of a dark horse. His first, his first um, few games, he was everywhere. Because well, the they didn't have Butler playing, so then I think he had a bit of extra yeah. minutes there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and uh, also, Romeo Langford for Celtics, they drafted him 14th. They've actually just dropped him to the G League. He hasn't actually played a game yet. Um, so yeah, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know. don't know the reason behind that. Who did he go be, to? Uh, to their G League To their G League team. Romeo Langford went to Celtics for the 14th pick. But I think, guys, before we move on, I think it'd be rude not to mention the guy that's actually second in scoring mm-hmm. average for um, Miami, and uh, no one, including myself, had any idea who he was. Mr. Nunn. Yes. Ken, is it Kendrick Nunn? I, think it's Kendrick, I don't even Ken, know. Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> he's uh, come out, and in Jim, Jimmy Butler's absence, uh, he's been dropping 19.5 points per game um, on 46% field goal percentage, um, and has just been killing it. And Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's a genius. In the last and final segment of the Young Pups, we can rip these guys if we want to because this is their second year in the league, some third year, some fourth year. Yep. Uh, this is the top young point guards, I think, that are currently in the league at the moment. Question. Can you ra- give me a quick rank of one, two, three, four, five? So All right. I'd name them first. All right. So in my top four, this is what I think. Now, if I'm wrong... Hit us up on Twitter and let me know. Yes, please. Hit us up at Twitter at, at four point play. At four and that's point four play. with the letter four point play. I've got here on this list Luca, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, and Devin Booker. So before we go any further, is, is Devin Booker classified as a shooting guard and same with Donovan Mitchell, or are we classifying as point guards? Guard well, I think they I think they're the, they had the versatility to play both. So yeah, they can play both. both. Anyway, just clearing that up for the listeners. Appreciate it. Get your own segment, brother. Um, no, <laughs> what I will say is, uh, I put together so with Luca, Trey, Donovan, Ben Simmons, and Booker. I'm putting in my in order. I'm putting Luca as the number one out of that five. Um, then my next one, I think, is Devin Booker. I think he's like a quiet achiever, and I think he's consistent enough. Um, and then Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, and then Ben Simmons is my fifth one. Reason being is because he really hasn't made the next step. Question: Is this current rankings or future rankings? No, this is this is current rankings. Current because rankings. look, man, you never know. You don't know what's going to happen. Wouldn't it be nice to have a time machine and know that like all of these rookies we've just spoken about, we're probably wasting our breath on. There's only like one not or a two chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Look, you reckon um, sitting around here talking about uh, 
none or, or RJ because they're just going to be bust. Colbert from Minnesota. You know, you know what would be nice what? is that we've done this rookie segment and we can look back on it 10 years' time yeah, and RJ's a, mm. a six-time <laughs> all-star, three-time NBA champ. We made that call. So that would be Wait, nice. Right. All right, let's stop uh, getting attracted here. So you got no, the top five players. You went Luca. Luca. I went Devin Booker. I went Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, and then Ben Simmons. At this current point in time. I'd like to go, at uh, this current point in time, I'd go Luca, Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, Devin Booker, Trey Young. Um, means, doesn't mean much, but I think they're all great players. Yeah, and I think in terms of this season, Luca's lived up to what we expected or overachieved so far. Mm. Trey's been better. Um, so as Adam's currently prepared for us, we've got Luca Doncic's points, 26.7. Trey Young's points, 27.2. Donovan, Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell's been good, um, as expected, 25.7. Devin Booker's been great, uh, 26.1. But the big disappointment so far has been Ben Simmons, who's only averaging 15 points. And as Jordan mentioned pre-pod, um, hasn't taken a jumper or has taken one jumper? Taken one, I think, at the shot clock. And yeah. and he hasn't actually taken a three-point attempt. What, what I'm noticing here is you've got, like, the field goal percentage. Our Devin Book is at nearly, like, 54% there. Yeah, no, which he's, is, he's very good. That's why I said he's like a, you're quite achiever. He's so consistent mm. in, in what I guess he does. We, I guess what you got to look at is, which, again, stands true, is you look at the field goals attempted per game. So, yeah, he's taken 18 and he's still got a 53. But then you look at Donovan Mitchell, he's also taking 18, he's got a 52%. Yeah. So, But um, also, the one thing I do want to look at as well, on the end here, is your PL and MI, which is your plus-minus. Yep. Um, Donovan Mitchell is 8.9 and plus-minus, yep. which is pretty good. How much do you read into good. that? Because, obviously, they're playing with, like, starting lineups. Or oh, they're all playing with starting yeah, lineups. Yeah, but then also, so you you get, whatever the rotations are like... You know, like they could with Luca. Yeah, but it's him and Chris Stapps are on the court, yeah, for example. But this is purely just whenever they're on the floor, they are two points better mm-hmm. with Luca. You know which stat? You know which stat I like looking at, which I don't know if people like looking at. It's the PRF, so it's points responsible for. Mm. So that's what I tried to look, but I couldn't. So find it's it. like uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that would assist, assist, that would accumulate. Yeah, yeah that accumulate their points. Oh, their points. Their points plus the assists and steals, whatever. Yeah. Um. So that's what I like looking for. What is the Oh, so double doubles and triple doubles. So Luka Doncic is is, is this, leading that. That's currently this season. Uh, yep. Luka Doncic is on four double doubles and three triple doubles. Three of them being were they in a row? Yep. Yeah, yeah, they were all in a row. That was during that period of the LeBron and the Luka show. Um, Can I just make a quick point? I mm. think the most impressive one looking at this stat line to me. Mm. I mean, Luka's is very very impressive, and yes, from a overall standpoint in terms of rebounds and assists, Luka takes the cake. But it's probably Donovan Mitchell. Just because yeah. he's, you look at um, his turnovers. Yeah, you look at his turnovers. You look at his the amount of threes he's taking compared to the other people. Yeah. Um, you look at his field goal percentage. And he's, he's getting five assists a night. Yeah, and is I think it? yeah, and I think the most important thing is the plus minus and then and, and the little turnovers. So. I think the there's a big upside on Donovan Mitchell. Like mm. there's so much like potential there. Yep. That probably he's getting outshone by the other guys. That like oh look at your Doncic, look at your Youngs, and then lighting it up. Then you've got little I feel like Mitchell's right not had his moment, but now we're like I feel like Donovan Mitchell's gonna do that every night where yeah. I see um, Devin Booker go off for forty and I'm like, oh Booker drop I, I, I get excited for Booker dropping forty or mm. get excited for Trey Young doing his thing. I'm actually like a, I feel accustomed to Donovan Mitchell being mm. a good player in the league. Well, Donovan Mitchell is he got one double double all last season. Mm-hmm. Which is actually incredible because... And he's already got one this season. And he's got one this season already. 
Um, so I think that there's going to be a lot more of those. Can I yeah. chime in for a second? You add seven points to Ben Simmons and 34% from three. And does he become like the most attractive player on that line? 22%. So it's 22%, 6.2 rebounds, 7.7 assists, I guess. That's 3.3 3. 3 steals is a big one. 3.3 3 steals. So he's not, not, like not really better defensively. You know, honestly, not, not, not really. He's still got that turnover. I mean, and he's, yeah. But also, mm. I mean, like... You're also hoping for saying that's not going to happen at the moment. What do you mean? That, that's your, that, no, that's... no, no, no. Like if that, if that was to happen, Luca's numbers are still better than his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? What I'm but like... it's it's a lot closer. And then you, yeah, then you think closer. like, okay, Ben Simmons, how does he defend? He's a beast. You know, you match him up against anyone, and he's like, he, he, and then he, he had can't... that extra points. Except then Booker yeah. shoot the ball. Then how do you guard right, him? Yeah. Just one. This is the last question. We'll finish it off. If you had, say, who do you want running the point with thirty seconds left? Oh, I don't want Ben. Um... I'm either going. I'm either going Booker or Doncic. I'm going Booker. Nah, I'm going. Uh, if you if you want a big time player, you want Doncic. Yeah, Clutch is Doncic. Booker's been in too many losing teams. You go Doncic. Doncic has come it, the the year before NBA. I mean, this is what people forget. He was the he was in the Euro, he was the Euroleague Euro. MVP. Uh, I say it every game on. I watch. Him. Put the, he's put his team on his back for one yeah. year and he's made some. Remember those big time shots he that's made fair. against Portland. That's fair. Yeah. I'm taking Doncic. And that, that, I've got yeah. I've got one. So he's not on the list, and he's he's probably in the same age bracket as these guys. But disappointment wise, Jason Tatum. He had that outstanding first year. It's interesting stuff because I've actually think I actually think Jason Tatum's been really good this year. Mm. It's now officially well, I wouldn't say it's his team. You got Kevin Walker there, but, but then like him and Jalen and Brown, like do you know what I mean? Like they're kind of and if we're talking about being stagnant this season as well, do you throw Brandon Ingram in there? I don't think Brandon Ingram has had enough. He's had a couple of good games, but you can't compare them to these guys as of yet, okay. I believe. Can I throw something at you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Tatum's averaging 21.3 points uh, on 35 minutes, 42% field goal percentage, 42.9% three-point percentage, 75% from the free-throw line, 7.5 rebounds, two assists, 1.5 steals, only 2.2 turnovers. See, I don't know if that's, that's good not even that good enough to be on that list anyway. You reckon? No, it's no. not. Okay, so there's the answer. So that that wraps up the uh, the first young pup segment. The next young pup segment will be your small forwards. Your small forwards. Small forwards. I look forward to that. So I guess just to leave you guys with what's happening in the next few days. Um, obviously, there's going to be games on every day. Um, we'll be coming back to you next. Aiming to get back to you next Wednesday with an update on ep three of the four point play. But what I thought we'd do, um, just to wrap it up, we'll all give you. One game we're going to be looking forward to the most before then, um, before we next meet up for this pod. I'm going to start with Jordan Barber. He'll give it to you uh, the date, the game, where it's at, and he'll tell you what time it is Western Australian Standard Time. Okay, so the 7th of November, which is tomorrow uh, at 11am Western Standard Time. Yep. Um, Bucks Clippers. And I'm taking the Bucks. Um, I think the Clippers is the home team. Yep. Hopefully Kawhi's well-rested, so we'll see him at 100%. I don't think, well, how far away is PG stuff? Uh, they reckon he's returning on the 13th, so potentially next week. Okay, so we're not too far away, but not ready yet. I think apart from that, it should be a pretty good game. Um, what I'm not a fan of, I don't know if we're still talking or just saying what we're happy with. I like Middleton. I hate I hate the, the, the slacky cops. There's a lot of hate, hate for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, um, I think Giannis, Middleton, and the guys will be too good. Yeah, it's a good idea. So you're taking the Bucks in that game? Yeah. Who would you take in that game? 
Of course, like, it, 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 where is it? Milwaukee? It's in LA. LA. It's in LA. I think the Clippers in the home court. I think the Clippers will win too. I'm taking the Clippers as well. Wow. All right, Stub. Uh, I've what? gone the Philadelphia Bats. 76ers <laughs> against Denver Nuggets on Saturday at 10 a.m. in Denver. Catch that one on Fox Sports. Fox Sports, baby. Adam Papali <laughs> reporting live. Um, I just think that the Nuggets do a lot of things well, but it'll be interesting to see how the Sixers come up against a really good team and a good system. Embiid back. Right? Embiid back. And then, but it also be interesting to see how we can actually play against a, a, another decent centre mm. in, in Jokic. But I like that. It depends how Jokic decides to do it. And then we'll obviously see how Ben Simmons, Murray go at it, you know, things like that. Like you said, it's a, it's a powerhouse five or maybe yeah. six if you want to add Tybull or everyone's hyping over. So you've got a powerhouse five against a deep 12 that's yeah, well-rounded and, and team. a very, very good system-based team. Like you've got Michael, who's the rookie? My, uh, for who? For Denver. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, he's coming off the bench at like number 10 or something like that. 12 now, yeah. Yeah, something stupid. So, so who are you taking in that game? I'm taking Denver. Um, Philly. I'm going to take Denver. Philly. Two and two, baby. Perhaps you're looking for. All right, I'm looking forward to Tuesday the 12th, I believe it is. The 12th of November, 8.30 a.m. Uh, the Mavs visiting the Celtics. The going, going, going to the uh, the garden. The going to the garden. garden. The reason why I'm interested in that is because I feel like the Celtics are just starting to tick and they're just starting to click now as well, which is actually surprising because I thought they were going to be mm. quite bad this year. Um, but they're surprisingly clicking. Um, and I also... I want to see how the Mavs travel uh, to a hostile environment. It's, it's believe it will be by jet. Anyway, <laughs> um, it will be obviously by jet. <laughs> you rattled me. No, no. Um, so. so they're going to be traveling via jet to the TD Garden. Probably get an Uber there next, and then they'll. Pro- oh, no, sorry, team bus. Team of bus. Course, team bus. Of course. But um, I want to see how the Mavs handle the hostile crowd at the Garden. So. And who are you taking? I'm taking the Mavs. I love Luca at the moment. He's winning me mm. so many games, so it has to be done. I'm going to take the Mavs as well. I'm going to go to the Celtics. Home team advantage. I'm taking the Celtics and Kemba Walker goes off. Ooh. Two and two. Well, you're just saying that because you've got Kemba in your team. You're saying yeah. that because you got Luca in your team. <laughs> I'll say Gordon Haywood. <laughs> and then you and I'll, say Pazingas. I'll say Pazingas. All right. Um, my one, just funny, I just mentioned the, the devil's name. Uh, my one is... Saturday morning, 9.30am, Australian Western Standard Time. The New York Knickerbockers are travelling to the Dallas Mavericks to play against Kristaps Porzingis in his new home, in his new stadium, oh, yeah. in his newfound life, without us. It would be, be interesting if it was Mavs going to Yes, but it's not, unfortunately. We've heard that one actually takes place in a week or two. So it's, it's, yeah, it's back to back. Um, the way I'm looking forward to that is because the Mavs have got themselves a... A good five, I guess. Um, and New York, all right, in a bit of a spot of bother. But I think the added rivalry, now that he's gone there, is going to make New York Knicks stand up. And because if you have forgotten, um, started his NBA career, young RJ Barrett said that if there's one player that he wants to poster, it was Kristaps Porzingis. So very much looking forward to watching how that game pans out. Um, and yeah, and just... Looking forward to watching the Knicks, I guess. That's it. Mm. Uh, are we going to guess? We're going to guess win? your one? Oh, yeah, well, you can guess my one. I'll, I'd love to see the Knicks get up because uh, I think it's good for the plus or minus, but yeah. uh, no, I think it's, um, all, it's all Dallas. I'm going Mavs. Mavs? Dallas. I'm going to go Mavs. I don't think that... Uh, I think RJ's all talk. Puzzingis is going to flatten the kid. 
I'm going the Knicks. <laughs> no, you're sure. not. I, ge- I genuinely am. I think I think the Knicks win. Wouldn't I, be the end of it. I think the boys will get up. I think anyway, I think that's the one lock that, out of all of us. But I just do want to just mention. Um, I've already. I know we're only. I know we're recording live, but it's crazy how the internet works. Got already some interest in stuff having his own hot take segment. So if you are interested in stuff having a hot take segment, we can call it Stubbs Hot Take. Do once again follow us and hit us up on uh, the Four Point Play at Twitter. Um, we're keen to get as many listeners and as many people on board with us as possible. Any of you guys got a few final words? No, I think we're done. Cool. So as per usual, for Barbus, for Stub, for Paps, that's us done that's for today. It. That is it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Pop. They're playing basketball. Uh, all around the we world. Uh, uh, to the beach, y'all. Uh. Let's go. Uh, all around the world. Y'all know. This is so, so dead. Uh.